0: Hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs, where I, your host, Holly Agambar, will be talking all the latest news and gossip, along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love, Tottenham Hotspur. Now, you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel, Holly Agambar. But for now, let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham. Hopefully, we've been living lavish.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on for the first show of the season. And, uh, yeah, what better way to come on uh your channel and celebrate what happened yesterday so thank you very much for having me on
0: no worries thanks for joining me we also have tans tans how are you today
2: i'm absolutely buzzing i've got my lambrini in a plastic cup don't ask <laughs> me why a plastic cup honestly it's time to celebrate there's no tans rants today it's all positive vibes so yeah thanks for having me on hold always a pleasure to come on no worries. I mean, I would love a Tans rant now and again, but it's nice no, to have no, my not, ears
0: free of them today. Yeah, no, not today. <laughs> and also with me, we have Forms. Forms, how are you today?
3: I'm great. I'm buzzing. I'm praying that this is like the stuff.
0: <laughs> but oh. no, right. We'll come to Luke first while Forms sorts out his audio. Luke, obviously, it was an amazing game. It was 1-0. What do you make of that incredible goal from Sonny? We're just going to go in there straight away, head first.
1: Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I don't think in the first half he took his chances, really, to be honest. He had a few times when he was through um, on goal or at least one-on-one with Nathan Ake and really didn't make the most of it, in my opinion. Came back a couple of times. But um, in the second half, obviously, he was pushed on to you know try and go for goal, at least. And uh, he did say after the game that it was a lucky, lucky goal. And I think he said the same against Burnley when he scored that incredible goal We ran from our own box. So you can never trust what Son says. He's always, uh, you know, a little bit modest, isn't he? But um, yeah, just an incredible goal. That's that's the thing that surely City should have worked on because that's classic Kumin Son, you know, cut in and try and bend the ball into the far corner. But uh, it was a brilliant goal and a brilliant performance from every single Spurs player, to be quite honest.
0: It was phenomenal, and I think that's the thing we've been missing. We've lost a lot of passion, I think, in this team, and yesterday there was fight all across the park. So, Tans, I come to you. Obviously, there's we've got this massive talk about Harry Kane, and I've seen someone ask in the in the chat already about, did you guys miss Kane yesterday? Now, I kind of want to put a spin on it. Obviously, people are calling for Sonny to be the next striker, but even that goal yesterday came from a wide position and he cut in, and he wasn't in a central position to start with. So, that being said, Tans, do you think we need Sonny as a striker or do, would you still like someone new to come in if Kane does decide to leave?
2: No, I think we do still need a striker because there were moments in that game where we lacked that vocal point. I don't think that's Son's game. I think Son could be a bit isolated, especially when we're hoofing balls over the top. That's, that's not Son. So I do think we still need to look towards getting a striker. Because, you know, as much as I love Son, I just don't think it's enough. Because I was even thinking, like, there was a moment where he was on the floor. I was thinking, oh, my God, like, we're going to have that same thing we have with Kane. (laughs) When Kane's on the floor, we're like, what are we going to do when Kane gets injured? So if Son gets injured now, God blimey, I don't know what we're going to do. So Mm -hmm. we definitely need to get a striker in 100%. But I agree with what Luke said. It was a brilliant goal from Son. It was a bit frustrating, though, in the first 15 minutes. Like, I felt he was... Lacking that clinical edge in the final third, but overall he, he's he's our star boy, isn't he? You could just always rely on him in those moments. Most of the time, eight times out of ten, he's gonna score. But yeah, I don't know if we can say that we do better without Harry Kane, <laughs>
3: but
2: <laughs> you know, we we didn't miss him yesterday, which is yeah.
3: It's oh, always a case, it's always a case with us in the first. In the first 15, we just take so long, I think regardless of the manager regardless yeah. of the 11 on the pitch, we take so long to get into games Um, but yesterday <laughs> we, I guess we held our own.
0: We, we did. did and that's the thing, like you guys said, I mean obviously I, I kind of missed the first 20 minutes because I was on the way back from football myself but I think they were the hairiest 20 minutes of the whole game so luckily I managed to leave that because I think I would have gone grey again if I watched that <laughs> but nevertheless, I mean obviously we've spoken about Sonny and his goal was phenomenal but Forms, i ask you Another player that I thought really stood out yesterday and, and tends to get a lot of backlash from Spurs fans now and again is Lucas Mora. And I think he mm. played himself off oh. the park yesterday. So Forms, sit it away. What do you make of Lucas Moura?
3: I think and I feel like there's there's a there's like a feel a communal feeling with Spurs fans that this year is the year where Lucas Mora just peeps mm. and has his best season ever. It's I, I watched every preseason game um and just watched obviously he's got that energy about him and he gives 110% all the time. But he's—I don't know what's different this season. It's like mm-hmm. when he's on the ball, there's no one's getting near him. He will—he will make his way past whoever he needs to make his way past. And—and he's—he's bringing that. I think what is he? He's just turned 29 or something. He's now bringing that extra level of experience in a relatively young side, um, and he's bringing that confidence. He's bringing that energy, and that's what we need. I really, really think that. He's going to be very important to us this year. And I also like the fact that he's obviously a Portuguese speaker. Nuno's a Portuguese speaker. So there's a bit of a connection there as well. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm very excited for for Magic Mora to to come to life.
2: (laughs) Yes, I love that. that. I love it.
0: (laughs) That is good. And that's the thing, I think... Obviously, obviously what Kevin said here, I mean, Lucas has played better when he's got a bit more freedom. And obviously, I know we're still talking about Kane and I'm getting bored of it now, but it was shown yesterday, wasn't it, Tans? He had a lot more freedom to just kind of do what he wanted.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mora is one of those players that, Like sometimes I feel like he's a bit of a headless chicken at times. Like he's just doing a lot of running and mm. I feel like the end product isn't always there. But I feel like what, you know, um, he was just saying there about Lucas in pre-season... I think he's looked really sharp. I feel like he's playing a lot more with his head up. And his work rate, like, no one could question this guy's work rate. Like, it's not a lamella type thing. Like, this guy can just run and run and run, press and press and press. And, yeah, I thought he was arguably the man of the match yesterday. It was a close call between him and Tanganga, which I know we'll get onto him because, well, oh, my God. (laughs) But, yeah,
3: definitely. Sorry, I was going to say, in Paris, they used to call him... Uh, the equivalent of the M25 because he used <laughs> apparently he just he used to just run and run and run forever yeah. in his circles and just didn't stop and I think that was probably because PSG had such star men um yeah. who did they have at the time they had Zlatan and they had that lot so there was there was a tension that was taken off of Lucas and he didn't really have that much freedom he was so isolated on the mm-hmm. wing but it was all right without Kane he's got so much more freedom he can cut in more he can be a little bit more creative and I understand that Harry Kane is our star man and has been for years but at the same time look we got to the Champions League final without Kane we've beaten City however many times we've beaten them without Kane we it's almost as if when Kane plays the entire structure of the team and and all of the plays and everything like that is based around Harry Kane and his ability Mm. and it it prevents certain players from shining in the way that they need to shine so when Kane doesn't play you'll see loads more players be a lot more free be a lot more creative and i i last season steven bergwine gave me such God, stress don't do that, and i just i didn't my sister every time every time she just calls him steve she doesn't even want to say his full name so every time steve <laughs> every time every time she sees him warming up she goes oh it's steve yesterday i don't know what changed but she I think it might have been the lack of today. the lack of Kane and, and the, the the creativity, but but I think a
1: lot of players shone yesterday without Harry Kane there. The only thing that oh. Bergwai missed out on yesterday was just again his final oh, you know yeah.
0: <gasps> yeah, final yeah, yeah.
1: touch <laughs> or you know his shooting boots, you know, because if he scores that and we go 2-0 up, we see out the last 15-20 minutes pretty easily. Um but no yeah, you know, I completely agree. One thing on Lucas Mora quickly is I do like him on the right-hand side, but I also think he could play in the middle behind the striker if we needed him to. Yeah. He can play pretty much, you know, across that um, the two wings and behind the striker. He can play pretty much anywhere. And I think he's had a bad rep, in a sense, at Spurs, Lucas Moura, um, because he's never been that bad for us. And he always seems to show a lot of passion for Spurs. He seems to love playing for us. And so I think, you know, it will be really, really good to To see him finally kind of, you know, come into his all and really, really shine. Yeah. Because as you say, PSG was absolutely sensational when we signed him. Just mm, felt it was like, a big ever, deal. yeah, it just mm-hmm. feels like we kind of just held him back a little bit. Now it yeah. seems like he's got that freedom to be able to just turn the pace on when he needs to, turn a bit of skill if he does, you know, if he wants to. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's in, it's going to be enjoyable to watch. Hopefully,
2: he just needs to be more consistent. That's his biggest mm. issue for me. He just doesn't do it enough. Yeah, and I feel like we have a lot of players like that, unfortunately, in our team where there's just like these moments. But mm. if he keeps this up, I think it's very hard for him not to start because he's just playing out of his skin right now. So yeah, mm. it
0: is interesting. And another person, obviously, you already said his name, Tanganga. Now, Luke, I come to you because I remember <gasps> many moons ago, oh, and I said bones. he has to be centre. That is his natural position, but I hold my hands up. I got it wrong, Luke, because you were correct from day dot that he needs to play right back. Oh, Go on, really? Luke. I'll let you wow, well, cool.
1: yeah, I just Wow. I just think that he will always struggle to get in as a first-choice starting centre-back at Spurs. Very true. I don't think he is a bad centre-back. I just think right now we have an opening for a right-back. When he played against mm-hmm. Liverpool under Jose Mourinho, he could play on the right. He also, towards the end of the game, had to play on... Sorry, yeah, then had to play on the left. Um, he did both against you know Mane and Salah pretty well, mm-hmm. um, and even uh, if you guys remember that game last season, you know he was even bursting down the line trying to you know get us a goal back in it the last kind of close, ten minutes. Yeah, this yeah. close, exactly. Yeah, and so you know, I so I just think like for him as a footballer, he needs to make a decision: where do I want to play? And right now, there is a huge opportunity for him to play right back at Spurs, and with performances like yesterday, you know, he was up. Pep Guardiola clearly knew what was going to happen. He put Grealish and Sterling mm-hmm. against Tanganga. Yeah. And from the first minute, I think he was lucky to not get yellow card Tanganga, but Larry. he went in <laughs> with the right attitude. You know, he went in um, with exactly what he needed to do. And that was put pressure on them and hit them hard early. Yeah. And he frustrated them all game. And I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm.
0: It was cracking. And that's the thing. And again, he's, he's one of our own. He's one of our lads. The fact that obviously City put that lineup out. And it was, I feel it was something ridiculous, like over 550. And then we've got players that have come through our youth system that are putting them in their back pockets. Like it's incredible. So Tanya, obviously saying what Luke said about obviously playing right back, do you think we need to bring a centre back in and keep playing Tanganga right back? Or hopefully have a bit more confidence in Doherty and Serge Aurier? And that made me feel really sick at the moment oh, saying girl, that. No, <laughs>
2: honestly, you just ruined that whole sentence there by those, those two. No, honestly, I want to give Tanganga a chance. I love Tanganga so much. that I don't think people understand. I think it's ever since the Spurs documentary, I just love the way he comes across. I feel like he's so mature. He's so strong. And in that game, I think Gary Neville said it after the game, like that was the best one-on-one defending he's actually seen in a while. Mm. And the fact that he did that all on his own against the likes of Grealish, who's an absolute terror. I mean, he spent most of the game on the floor, which was really annoying. But... It is what it is. And Sterling, and he just held his own. Like He was just not fazed by anything. That's what I love about him. So, yeah, I definitely try him at right back. And I feel like he's a player that, like Luke was saying, he can play in different positions. And I feel like you need that utility player sometimes. I think he's a useful um, player to have in the squad. It's just unfortunate for him that, you know, he hasn't really cemented a position. But it could be that right back is where he... He plays in a Spurs shirt. I would love to give him the chance because I'm sorry, I've seen enough of Doherty. I, I want him <laughs> out already, to be honest. I don't care oh, I if he's got Nuno. And Aurier, he wants to go. So give him a chance. Yeah.
1: Well, I had a heart attack yesterday when he decided, when Doherty oh, oh, was God. coming off. And yeah, I thought, what I, I was I up know. with that? I like, well, I what? thought to myself, like, oh, he's going to go for a five at the back, push Tanganga in slightly, oh. and then, you know, and then play Doherty just to kind of solidify that defence. And then Tanganga comes off. Do you know what I okay. think that was? I think that was probably a... Um,
3: that was probably a... I have worked with Doherty before at Wolves. I know his potential. Let's give him a bit yeah. of confidence and play him against the best team in the country for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a massive risk. But then he brought on Christian Romero, which who I am so excited oh, about. God, I so can't so. even... Tell you i posted a tiktok the other day and it was like uh, how does it feel to be arsenal how does it feel to be small oh, yeah. you sign ben white we sign christian romero i'm getting death threats i'm getting <laughs> i'm getting the most disgusting messages on my Instagram. i love it i'm oh, living for it purely because we spent 50 mil on a proven defender they spent 50 mil on ben white um, but but no, like it's I,
2: proven yet. Forms we don't know in the league. We I mean, don't you know.
3: don't, you don't, you don't. It doesn't go amiss when you get Serie A defender of the year in a league known for its defending, and then you go, and, then you go and win the Copa America with the likes of Messi. Like it's, it's, it's the type. And and you look at someone like um, Fabio Paratici, who obviously worked in Italy for 11 years. He's he's seen these players. He knows what they're about. So yeah. I'm I'm confident. Yes, you're right. He's not proven obviously in the Prem, <laughs> and it's different gravy. But very very confident that, that he's going to come in and just chill it
0: hmm. mm. we did see a little cameo of him yesterday i mean it wasn't yeah. very long but that being said you know what i haven't got a bad word for dyer or sanchez yesterday yeah and that, yeah, that yeah. is strange
2: coming from me
0: now i don't but want I'm to not, say I'm I'm a
2: dreaming am i dreaming let me just <laughs> <laughs> and I, I obviously don't want to
0: say it's because of the other players around him but my words having Skip and Hoiberg in front of them, I think obviously gave them a lot of confidence. So, Luke, what do you make of those two? I mean, Skippy's our boy again and Hoiberg's just the Vikings. So, what have you got to say for their performance and also helping out, obviously, those two in the back line? Yes,
1: yeah, so I thought Skip was a little bit overexcited in the first kind of 10 minutes, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the way he, you know, fouled Jack Grealish right on the edge of the box. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. was was incredible. You know, I, I do love Hoyberg, but I thought his, his performance yesterday was better than I've seen him play in a long time. You know, his, there was a moment where Benjamin Mendy was looking like he was going to play the ball back to the goalkeeper, and Hoyberg just read it, and as he spun around, just won the ball back really high up the pitch. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant. I thought Skip had a great, you know, start of the season, great first game. You can't expect too much too soon from him. Um but, you know, I'm just going to go out and say it. Davidson Sanchez was absolutely incredible yesterday. I thought it's, he was it's mad. Immense. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because... He's come back, sorry, like rejuvenated after the Cop America. Yeah. And so I quite... I, I don't know. I've always quite liked Davidson Sanchez, even though he's a liability. So mm. if I had to get rid of one of them, I'd get rid of Eric Dyer. Wow. Um, but only Thing is, though... I've got no reason why I like him. I just... Mm-hmm. I get it. you. Like you have those
3: players where there's no explanation, yeah. and they don't have to be the best. You just warm to them. But the thing is, with Dyer, name me one time Eric Dyer has had a shocker against City. I don't know what it is about mm, playing Manchester City. Eric Dyer it. turns up. He, yeah, like, I get. We lost the final. Dyer is uh, alongside Toby played unbelievably. Obviously, however many years ago it was, he scored that 25-yard goal and, and brought it back to one and then we went on to win the game, I think, 4-1. It's just, I've never seen Di play bad against City. I love it. <laughs> just play him we, against City and then don't play yes, him for the rest of the we season. just play City yeah, all the time, please. <laughs>
0: yeah. get rid of him. I mean, we've got this from Cody. Now, it's really strange. The start of, I think it was halfway through last season, obviously, when uh, Skip was playing for Norwich. Skip was mm. playing in a more forward role, spraying the ball. Now, it was interesting mm. to see... But yesterday, that was the reversal. I mean, obviously, Hoiberg had a more expansive role in the Euros of him playing oh, yeah. further forward. So, do you think maybe going forward, Tans, that it's going to be mm-hmm. like a rotational basis? Like one's going to push yeah. forward while the other one sits? Do you think that's how it's going to work? Or do you think all season, Heu- uh, Skip's going to sit further deeper, if it be a rotation kind of thing?
2: No, I think they can rotate. And I feel like Hoiberg and Skip, they just work really well together. From what I've seen mm. so far. And, you know, I think other players in the team, like Ndombele, you know, they need to be watching uh, some of these players. Because Skit, a young kid coming in, it was tough for him in the first, like, 15 minutes or so. I was a bit worried for him. I was thinking, oh, God, it could be a long day for him, bless him. But he really proved himself. He was playing out of his skin, as was everybody. And I've been really impressed with him in pre-season. I'm so glad that he's back playing for us. And yeah, I think he compliments Hoy and he allows Hoybeer to push further forward, which is what that comment before was saying. So yeah, it's very exciting. I really like Skip and I'm pleased if for him.
3: If that's after one game, imagine what it's gonna be like once they've played 30, 40 games together and they understand each other
2: yeah.
0: and they can
3: keep swapping. One can go, all right, no, I'm gonna stay back, you go, and mm-hmm. then vice versa, because we've seen we've seen Skip can pick a pass. Like I don't I don't know if you you saw um they get. I don't even know who it was. Was it? Was it when we played MK Dons? Was it Arsenal? Yeah, I can't that, remember who it that was. Little pass. That that yeah. pass across. Oh, it was stunning. So he's got it in him. So maybe maybe he can stay back if he's got that range, and hoybier can go forward, or they can swap and and Hojbjerg's back. And it's just I just I'm speaking my brain right now. My brain's going nuts well, with ideas.
1: It seems to me like that Delhi Ali is a part of that as well. So all mm. three of them have a much more kind of central. Holding role, but with the ability to roam forward. So Deli Ali obviously his primary target is to get forward in transition to attack. But it seems like, as you say, Hoyberg yesterday was given that, and Skip would stay back, or maybe in the future we'll see Hoyberg stay back and Skip go slightly further forward, Deli Alley forward from that. But um, another mention, you know, I don't know, if you might go on to it, Holly, but I thought Deli Ali had a really good game, you know, compared to what he has been like, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, last season. I think that. I think I read a stat today that he ran the furthest out of any Spurs player yesterday. Nice. So I'm is- just see just seeing him crunch into tackles as well. Like mm. that's the kind of Deli Alley that I want back. He's a lot bigger now. He's like yeah. he's
3: like he hit well, obviously he didn't go to the Euros, so he spent literally all summer just fitness and getting big. It's all,
2: it's all the working hard, isn't it? It's all the working yeah. hard. He's back, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> and it is interesting you've
0: brought Deli Alley up as well, because obviously Scott here is putting a good fact that he did travel the most distance but again I don't want to be too negative on him because it, we haven't seen a lot of him in mm-hmm. many months at Tottenham but I think he does need to up, let up his productivity because yep. again it wasn't really there but I'll give him his due you could see that he wanted to wear that shirt of bride yesterday and we have been missing and lacking that for a very long time so Tan do you think this is hopefully the turning point for Deli Alley? where we hopefully see more of him and actually put in a good shift in more and more
2: you know, I don't wanna be negative Nelly guys. I really don't. But I just I don't think Deli's the guy anymore. I just don't. I don't don't get me wrong, I think yesterday he did work really hard, but I agree with you, Holly. I just feel like again, there were times where I feel like he could have been doing a little bit more going forward, maybe. I just I get frustrated with, with Ali and I've I've seen it a bit in preseason, you know, the the taking too long, slowing the game down. And it's just like, I want him to be that player that he was, but I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But Nuno seems to trust him and you know, he's working hard in training, (laughs) heard it all before. But (laughs) but,
3: you
2: know, maybe he is back this time. Maybe he is, he is our player, you know, he's not, he's not going anywhere. So I guess we just have to see what happens with him. I don't want him to play badly. Of course not. Like if he is back, I'm all for it because yeah. a back Deli Alley, wow, like unplayable. So Yeah, but then
1: I saw yesterday he was making a lot more interceptions, you know, yeah. in our defensive zone, which his usually, game's changed. If, if you saw him changed. run back, you know, last season, the season before, if he was tracking a runner back, if he got into the kind of defensive third, he would just give up and give let up. them think, yeah. oh, the defenders will mop up. I did mm. see him, you know, winning the ball back. Now it's only one game. Uh, I think under Nuno, his game will be slightly different. So it won't be as yeah. attacking behind the striker um, mm-hmm. as we've seen him in the past. I think it will be more of a solid three with him of the ability to go forward. Um, but I don't know. I'm not.
3: That could be a problem, though, because last season, a lot of the season, we very much lacked creativity in mm-hmm. a lot of areas. But if we're playing if we're playing Skip and Hoybier, who aren't obviously players who are gifted as much as others in going forward. And then we've got Ali, whose game's changing and he's dropping a bit deeper. Where's that creativity come f- coming from? I know, obviously, we've got the players on the wings, but I'd like to see Lo Celso involved a lot more um, and, and just try and giving him another chance, just running things and, and seeing what he can do with it.
0: Hmm. It is very interesting. And that's the thing. I hope that Delhi does find this form again because we hmm. all know what that one could was like. But again, is it a is it little too late? And there was an interesting quote, I can't find it now, but someone said, but under Jose, we'd be sitting deep. Now, I'm going to throw it out there. Whoever wants to answer it, can answer it. But do you think maybe, obviously, I was an advocate for Jose, this, that and the other, but it's old news now. But do you think, obviously, the way we've been playing under Jose has maybe limited maybe the progression of Delhi from where he was? Or do you think he was maybe uninterested even before Jose came in? Throw it out there to anyone who wants to answer it. I'll, I'll it like,
1: could be a bit of both, but go on, Luke. Sorry, go for it. So, like... Sorry, I'll let I'll let you go next, but um while it's fresh in my brain, otherwise I'll just forget. Um, <laughs> I think the downturn of Deli Alley has been his own, you know, meteoric mm. rise to success. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. when he first when he first came and I remember he scored um under Pochettino against Leicester. And a few of my mates and Art Spurs fans are like, Who is this kid? Like, you know, obviously yeah. everyone watched him against mm. Man United for MK Dons and then um when Spurs signed him and he kind of broke into the scene, and then he scored that incredible goal against Crystal Palace. And, you know, he just had all this flair and skill and swagger about him. Then he became this kind of prima donna social media. Yeah. I don't know what word to use to describe him, right? But. There's a lot of players like that. You know, Jesse Lingard springs to my mind. James Madison, another person that I see a lot of, you know, with his Boohoo clothing range and everything else. (laughs) It all seems to be about Instagram followers and Instagram lives as opposed to, like, (laughs) you know, actually doing what is your your day job. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, nothing against social media whatsoever. Like, I'm all over social media. But, like, do what you do first and then do that next. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, where he seemed to get the money, the cars, you know, everything else with that, he kind of got this self entitled attitude, which is yeah. like, I'm Deli Alley, I should be playing every week for Spurs. And then when he wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> and then when he wasn't getting into the sides, you know, always being, you know, said, you've got to try harder and all the rest of it. He just didn't seem interested. And yeah. I think that's, that's his own thing. I, mm-hmm. I think over time he will, he will realize that. And that's when we'll see, Hopefully
2: a different Deli Alli. I think that's spot on like Deli Deli Alli's downfall is Deli Alli. Like it's his attitude, in my opinion. I, I question his attitude and I agree with what Luke's saying. It's almost like the success got to his head a bit. I think he had that brilliant season. And I feel like from then he's just dipped, but he's not got back to that. And yeah, it could just be that he's been distracted by other things like, you know, the Instagram, the Boohoo Man deals. He's got his own clothing brand, doesn't he? I don't know, but I don't want to be like a Graham Soonis and blame it all on that. <laughs> but, you know, I just I just question where, where his focus has been. And I think he just needs to get back to focusing on his football, his fitness, but but who knows? I, I say this every season, Denny is gonna come back different and he doesn't. But it might it might just be the case this season. It might just be the last chance for him and he and he gets back to that amazing player that he once was. Fingers crossed.
3: <laughs> I think with with the, the biggest difference between Nuno and Jose was that if Jose didn't like what you were doing, he'd oh, yeah. shout it at you, and if you still didn't listen, he'd shun you. With Nuno, it's more like if you're doing well, he'll put his arm around you, mm. like Poch did, and I yeah. think Deli really strived on the Poch because it was like, okay, mm. you're doing well, I'm going to treat you well, we're going to have a really nice working relationship. Instead of you're doing really well, oh, you make one mistake, I oh, know, do one. Like it's 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 gonna. <laughs> I think it's it, there's a very different dressing room demeanor when it comes mm. to Jose Mourinho and every other manager. So mm. I'm I'm hoping that the manager. Is gonna change things. I know obviously we might have said that when Jose came in. Oh, the manager's gonna change everything, but it's it's a fact. We've seen it in United, we've seen it in Chelsea more, more recently yeah. than it's he comes in and he brings this pedigree with him, but he leaves a toxic dressing room behind yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um so Nuno, I feel like is the type of manager that will come in and go, Okay, this is we're a family again, let's let's do this, and that might help players like Delhi strive again. I hope.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I think, yeah. uh, obviously, when, when Poch obviously left, I think everybody was a bit distraught in the fact, because they lost that father figure, and they got a hard nut in. And I think it kind of, as much as I, I like says bash attitude, if you're not playing well, you're off, I'll kind of mm. thrive off that. But it clearly hasn't worked with this group of players. So to see someone like Nuno come in, that is that father figure again, who knows, it might reunite um, the likes of Delhi Alley but it is exciting times and like Cody said it's so nice to see everyone smiling for once so it is good times yeah, I give, just it, wanna...
3: give, give it a week, yeah, <laughs> give it
0: a week. <laughs> but that being said obviously we've spoken about some of the players but I think the signing of the season I'm going to say his name so wrong. So I'm just going to call him Don Fabio. Is Don <laughs> Fabio. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the man was going absolutely ah,
2: nuts. His, uh, Crazy. Honestly, Hitchin. Steve Hitchin looks like a different person. He's going it's to put mad. My, head at my job to literally be Phil Mitchell on the sidelines and be like, cheerleader. Like, oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely.
0: That's what happens brilliant.
1: when your job's under threat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Mad. But That's
2: brilliant
0: though. We we spoken about the grit on the field, but honestly, I think that man coming in, we've actually got a face, unlike that egg behind me, that actually <laughs> wants. It seems that he actually wants egg to be head. a part of this football club. You know, I mean, I've kept the egg, effort, egg head up there, but regardless, I think the fact that he's come in obviously, we saw Lamela go. I remember he scored two goals yesterday, but I'm ignoring that. Know, we saw Lamela go. Definitely. It's just fate in it, really. Different we league, saw...
3: differently. Yeah, just... I wouldn't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Different league. Yeah.
0: Very true, very true. But again, obviously we see Lamela go, who's been at the club for far too long, Deadwood. We've always seen Gazaniga go, which I was a bit meh about, but we've got someone in to replace him, Galini. We've got the new um I always say his name wrong as well. By I think it's Brian Hill rather than Gil. I think you pronounce yes, Yeah, Brian it? yeah. Hill, yeah.
3: Brian Hill. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
0: yeah, that's the one, that's the one.
2: Yeah, I can't do it. I that. <laughs> I love that
0: pronunciation. Next time you it, I'll record you saying yeah. it when so you push a button. But that that being said, Luke, what do you think an impact this DOF has had on the squad and the football club as a whole?
1: Well, I think it's just opened up our knowledge of other leagues. You know, it, which sounds stupid, right? Premier League scouts should be aware of decent players in the Italian, Spanish leagues, etc. But it's that. Of, what I've read a lot about him is, you know, he kind of goes after five players at once mm. and, you know, works out all the deals and tries to see which one he can get over the line. It's not just working on one player that falls apart. We move on to the next one. You know, all of these players are being contacted mm. all of the time. I just works read a thread today of. about all the all the deals that we're looking at trying to get done. There's like two, two or three strikers in there, you know, mm two center backs in there there's loads of players in this list of of players that they're going after now we're not going to sign all of them what it means is it means that not only do when you go after one player the clubs the agents everybody knows you're after that player therefore the negotiations become a lot harder yeah when you go after multiple people at the same time and say well if you don't come or you don't accept the offer that we're willing to put on the table Mm. we've got another option here we've got another option here so I really, really like that. Plus, you know, he's tapped into the markets of Italy and Spain, which are all in financial crisis. We talked yep. for Arsenal for a second, who seem to only be going after Premier League players. Mm. You know, the prices are skyrocketing because a lot of clubs in the league aren't desperate for cash. You know, place mm. we should be looking into is Barcelona, you know, after they said they're in like 1.5 oh billion euros worth of debt today. Mad,
2: <laughs> nah, isn't it?
0: Um,
1: and yeah, you know, the... Uh, the way that we got rid of Eric Lamella off the wage bill, but then brought in uh, mm, Brian Hill. You know. Exactly. So you get yeah. the only, I think anyway, I can't even remember the figure now I've lost it, but it's a lot of money that we've saved already on wages. Yeah. Then we can then transfer back into to other players. So yeah, it's working really, really well. You know, I want to see the squad at the end of the transfer window mm-hmm. um, and then kind of make a decision on how great, Teaches, but um, I do like his effort. I do like his passion as well. And that's it. You know, you don't have to love Spurs or be a Spurs fan for your entire life. It's uh, just about going into a job and just showing that that's where you want to be. And, and it's good to see. Yeah, you. It is exciting. Definitely.
0: And that's the thing, what Cody said. Oh, I own this one. Cody said here as well. I think I said this the other day. I think us having this massive crack and it happening, I think, has actually done us the world of good on the flip side. Because I don't think we would have even bothered with a Dof. So that being said, forms, do you think maybe this is, a, let's say, a blessing in disguise that we've kind of fallen off a, a cliff, so to say?
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, it's like it's it's got to get worse to get better, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we left it. I think we we say it. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's true though. We when we say it, and it's been said time and time again. When Pochettino said, "All right, we need a rebuild now," and then didn't get it. It was only going to go downhill from there. And then it just seemed to get worse and worse and worse. And it could not have got to the point where we do so badly that we're not attracting the right players. We keep the deadwood. We go down and down and down. And then we're in the championship. That was never going to happen. It was always going to be it's got to get to a point where either the board end up leaving or if they don't leave, they have to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And Levy was never going to leave. You can stand there and go Enoch and out. Leave you out all they want. The club's making them so much money; they're not going to leave. So it's like, okay, let's do something about it. And I think the way that the way they're the way they're going about is very clever. Like you don't. And I I love Paratici. I haven't I've I've known I've known about the man for a couple of months, and he's already one of my favourite human beings on the planet. You don't go to be being the director of football at a club like Juventus for eleven years and not bring a black book with you. Like the man knows what he's mm. talking about. The man knows his stuff. The man's got connections in the right places. Yeah. And he's coming, and it looks like he's doing a great job. And and Luke, I think you said like a couple of minutes ago you, you can't wait to see what it looks like at the end what we look like at the end of the transfer yeah. window. I think we're gonna be very surprised at how much money we've actually ended up spending. I think money wow. I don't know where, <laughs> don't don't ask me where it's coming from because I don't know. <laughs> it's coming from seeing,
2: something we die. We we fi-
3: we're spending fi- 50 mil on, on Romero, twenty-five for for Hill. We've got um I think 20, 20 million over the line for Tommy Asu, if I pronounce his name right. There's another 25 for another defender. I'm like, I'm sitting there eating my dinner, looking at this number, these numbers saying, where are we getting this from? Like the, the AJ fight can't be making us that much money. Uh, it's, but the point I'm making is I'm very, I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's on its way up because it was never going to get much lower than it was. And we're going to have a very exciting summer. Don't know about the season, wow. but we're going to have a very exciting summer.
0: Will be very exciting. But first right. I just want to quickly go to you Tans because I know you've got to shoot in a minute. We have do, got the yeah. com- we have got the Conference League on Thursday and Wolves at the weekend. So I just want your quick fire prediction for both, shall we say? Do you reckon Harry Winks is gonna feature in that
2: uh Thursday match? I mean, I hope he features in that and not in the league. But, um <laughs> So he could feature, and I forgot about that bloody conference league. You know oh, what? When them Nuno after the game said, "Oh, we've got Portugal on Thursday," I'm thinking, "Nuno, like, what? I'm same. Like, what is he talking about?" And then, I, and then it clicked. I was like, "Oh crap, we're in that bloody conference league." I mean, look for the conference league. I feel like our intention should be to win it. I don't see why that shouldn't be our intention. Like. We're Tottenham, and I think the teams in that competition, I mean, some of the teams, if you... I don't even... Who are we playing? Like, some of the teams... FC Hufflepuff. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there you go. There you go. No excuses, but I think it's a perfect opportunity for the youngsters. So I feel confident that we'll win that game. Wolves, um, see, this is where I'm getting panicky, because I feel like these are the teams that we struggled with last season. Your Wolves, your Crystal Palace's your Fulham's; these are the teams that we dropped points against last season. So I want us to be, you know, firing same intensity as we've shown in the City game. Go for it because I think Wolves are a good side. It's obviously Nuno's old team, but I think we've got more. We're more than capable to beat them. I mean, I saw them against Leicester. They're, they're a decent-ish side, but I think we're we're more than, as I say, we're more than capable to get the win. So I'm hoping we win. And I'm hoping that the smiles continue. Fingers crossed, because I'll be livid yeah. if we don't win that. I'll be absolutely gutted. Because it's kind of like it will be, be typical Spurs, wouldn't it? Nuno coming to his old club and they and they thrash us. That would just be typical, wouldn't it? Mm, uh, it would be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I think we should win. I'm feeling confident. I'm a change woman, Holly. I'm a change <laughs> woman. It's just it's just positivity now. Nuno at we the have- helm. I hope we have
0: Tanya victory uh, speeches instead of Tanya. Yeah, do you know
2: what it might be called? The Queen's speeches from now on. Tanya
0: <laughs> <Nice>. no. <laughs> I like it. But no, thank you, Tanya, for, no, for joining don't us worry. tonight. It's um, a
2: pleasure. Where, uh, where are we gonna find you next? Go on, plug it. Plug it. Right. So I'm on Twitter at is here Tanya underscore Leona. Catch me on Never a Foul at like eight o'clock, which is very soon. Views um, from the Skywalk, Tottenham Channel. We're going to be talking about the game as well, so yeah, catch us on here after Holly's show. We obviously still want you to be here watching Holly, so yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me on. No <laughs> worries, so Luke, take Thank care, forms and Luke as well. Lovely seeing you now. Good seeing you, you too. See you later.
0: But yeah, let's um, big up Tanya. I love Tanya. But anyway, let's um, crack on with those questions that I asked Tanya as well. So, forms, what are you hoping for? Obviously, Thursday and uh, Sunday.
3: I mean, we got a cruise through, through Thursday. I think it would be silly not to. I understand that it's a knockout game and we were in the, the playoffs for the Europa League last season and that was dodgy because we had to bring on Kane and Son to save us. But I think it's different because it's the Europa Conference. So it's a level below. I'd be disappointed if we if we weren't playing the likes of starlet and and that lot. Um they and John. <laughs> they've they've uh, that lot and, and Harry Wings, the geyser next to you. Um I just I feel like it's it's a game that not many of our first team players need to be playing. We need to be rested for a, for a team like Wolves. Yes, last season they weren't at their best, but their intensity's high. So my predictions, I reckon we'll will win, we'll beat the Portuguese team by at least three. Um and I'd like to see Galini starting goal. And then Wolves. Well, I'm going, so I hope we win. And I'm going for I'm going for a 2-0. I'm quietly confident. I saw a stat the other day that said five of the last six times we've played Wolves. The away team has won. So Mm. we're the away team. Let's win. (laughs) You
0: never know. You never know. I mean, it is interesting as well because there is rumours, Luke, that uh, Kane is in the squad for the conference league. And, uh, more money, says play Kane on Thursday and drop him for Wolves. So, I'll go to you, Luke. What do you think? Do you think Kane will feature in that game at all? Or do you think it's still too, too soon to, to even dabble with Harry Kane at the moment?
1: Well, firstly, I want to just talk about something that Kev G said up a bit higher. He basically said um to you forms when you're talking about like the money that we've spent. Oh, this one. And like, yeah, Romero is technically alone this season with a Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Because he can't be registered twice. I didn't look into the full details. But he basically can't be registered twice. So yeah. financially it's worked out even better. Brandon. Because it's alone yeah. and then we just buy him next season. I think it's an obligation to buy as opposed to a option to buy, but I might be proven wrong. There's Somebody out there that knows more than I do. Um, but what I was interested about, I, I, I'm sure this isn't true, but I read about like someone was like, We should play Kane just so I don't think it actually happens because I think in the different European competitions, you doesn't mean you're tied for the other people, but we should play Kane just so then he doesn't have he can't play if he moves to City and the Champions League. Ah. No, the uh, they changed,
3: they changed so they they changed that rule a couple of years ago. I remember oh, when yeah. uh, it was Coutinho, when he signed for Barca in January. If Liverpool, it was the season where Liverpool, I think it was 2018 where they lost to Madrid. If Liverpool won, Coutinho would have still won a Champions League badge medal because he couldn't play for Barca that season. But right. of the, I think 29, the year that we made the final, they changed the rule. Um and if you played for one team in a European competition at the start of the season, you could, if you signed in January, then play for them. So that that he right,
1: okay. as much
3: as I would love to play him <laughs> and then him not have to play for City if
1: he signed for them, that, would he, be that wouldn't, wouldn't be it? the case. Um yeah. sorry, but talking about these games. So yeah, I think it's important the first because I think it's two legs, isn't it, this playoff game. So yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so the first leg. We need to give some guys a little, you know, run out. I saw Ryan Sessegnon's playing tonight, so yeah. hope that maybe he gets through that unscathed and, you know, we give him a little run out in the Europa Conference League. Yeah, as you said, I'd like to see Scarlett play, Galini in goal, maybe Brian Hill um, mm, give him me. his first start. I'd like to see a few changes, but not too many because one of yeah. the other things, obviously, people talk about lots of games and players can't play that many games in a row, etc. It's nonsense, they can. One <laughs> thing that's really important is like building on what we've done against City. So it's building mm. those relationships again and those performances. If we start chopping and changing the team every single game, how are we gonna get consistency through the team? So yeah, I think we need yeah. to we need to win. But it would be nice to you know maybe start with some some first teamers, and then once we go one two nil up because we'll be away, then just uh start bringing players off and, and rotating it. I think yeah, it might I mean, be
3: worth playing. Sorry, Holly. I think it no, might be no, worth playing, it. um, playing the types of players who are starting, like who who whoever started against City that aren't necessarily the more confident players, like your Dellies and your Steves, um, because because yeah, yeah so that will give them
1: more of fight. a.
3: Yeah, that, it just gives them more of a run in and, and more confidence and gelling with the rest of the team. I get that. I get that.
0: Mm, and I think, like you said, with, with Deli Allen, it's obviously his consistency at the moment. Playing him in this fixture probably would do in the world of good to keep that momentum mm. going. Just to get that bit more product, productivity from him a bit more. But no, it is interesting. I mean, hopefully these smiles stay because I'm actually loving life right now. It's it's a very strange feeling, <laughs> but one I want to remain after last season. <laughs> But I want to thank you both and obviously Tanya for joining me tonight. We'll go and do the rounds. So Luke, where can everybody find you? And thanks again for joining me.
1: That's all right. So you can follow me on Twitter if you like. I don't talk that good stuff, but uh, it's Luke underscore RATV. Um, or you can subscribe to our channel. It's Rival Aside TV. We've got a Liverpool fan, a Man United fan, an Arsenal fan, West Ham fan, a Leicester fan. I think that's it so far. Uh, but we're building every day. And uh, yeah, we talk about all different types of football um we have a predictor league that we do every single week where we all predict the scores you guys can join in as well it's just a good laugh we obviously do our selected shows as well so if you want to catch me talking spurs if you enjoyed anything that i said um then uh yeah then you can uh, come over to rivalry side tv that'll be great Not-
0: don't downplay yourself, Luke. Your channel is immense and you're immense of all the things you say as well. So do not downplay yourself. Um, but thank you again for joining me tonight, Luke. And make sure you go over to Rivalry, rivalry Tip Jesus, I can't even get my words out tonight. I'm too <laughs> excited that we won. Um, but also, Forms, thank you for joining me tonight. Where can they find you doing all your stuff?
3: Thank you for having me. Um, where can you find me? Literally type in form forms on everyone every, it's inverted forms <laughs> on on absolutely everything spotify apple music soundcloud the lot and then socials just type in forms and you'll see this beautiful face everywhere <laughs> <laughs>
0: no i do appreciate it. you need to check out forms this stuff man i'm still waiting for a rap for an intro for Holly hot Spurs live. live you know what
3: forms. we'll talk, we'll talk <laughs> as soon as this is finished we'll talk about it and i'll, I'll make one for you
0: Sound. I like as long as Winx is in there somewhere it's all Gucci you
3: know
0: (laughs) (laughs) um and like Chris said I'm not in the gin just yet because I'm actually happy I only drink gin when I'm depressed from a loss. but um (laughs) Chris like I always say that's an excellent surname but thank you once again to everyone else in the chat as well like I say Holly Sotswes live is a bit different I can't get all your comments up because I literally can't multitask but thanks again for all of you joining in if you haven't already please subscribe go follow these lot And until next time, hopefully we'll be talking about another win because I've actually enjoyed tonight. But thanks again and come on you Spurs.